that left her brain unharmed. And then they'd use that flawed brain for scientific experimentation, subject it to analysis. Everyone wanted to know what made the F-Psi tick. Of all the Psi designations, they were the least explored, the most shadowed. It was difficult to find experimental subjects when their occurrence in the population was barely above one percent. Faith dug her hands into the thick red fabric of the chair, hyper-aware of her breath beginning to grow jagged. The reaction hadn't yet proceeded to a point where M-Psi intervention would be deemed necessary, as F-Psi displayed some unusual behavior during visions, but she couldn't chance her overload turning into a mental cascade. Even as she attempted to temper her physical body, her mind flashed with images of her brain on a set of scientific scales while cold Psi eyes examined it from every angle. She knew the images were nonsensical, Nothing like that would ever happen in a lab. Her consciousness was simply trying to make sense of something that made no sense, just like the dreams that had been plaguing her sleep for the past two weeks. At first, it had been nothing more than a vague foreshadowing, a darkness that pushed at her mind. She'd thought it might herald an oncoming vision, a market crash or a sudden business failure, but day after day, that darkness had grown to crushing proportions without showing her anything concrete. And she'd felt. Though she'd never before felt anything, in those dreams she'd been drenched in fear, suffocated by the weight of terror. It was as well that she'd long ago demanded her bedroom be free of any and all monitoring devices. Something in her had known what was coming. Something in her always knew. But this time, she hadn't been able to make sense of the raw ugliness of a rage that had almost cut off her breath. The first dreams had felt like someone was choking her, choking her until terror was all she was. Last night had been different. Last night she hadn't woken as the hands closed about her throat. No matter how hard she'd tried, she hadn't been able to break free of the horror, hadn't been able to anchor herself in reality. Last night she had died. Vaughn D'Angelo jumped down from the branch he'd been padding along and landed gracefully on the forest floor. In the silvery light that had turned darkness into twilight, his orange-black coat should have shone like a spotlight, but he was invisible, a jaguar who knew how to use the shadows of the night to hide and conceal. No one ever saw Vaughn when he didn't want to be seen. Above him the moon hung, a bright disk in the sky, visible even through the thick canopy. For long moments he stood and watched it through the dark filigree of reaching branches. Both man and beast were drawn to the glimmering beauty, though neither could have said why. It didn't matter. Tonight the jaguar was in charge, and it simply accepted what the man would have been tempted to think about. A whisper of scent in the breeze had him lifting his nose into the air. Pack. A second later, he identified the scent as that of Clay, one of the other sentinels. Then it was gone, as if the leopard male had realized Vaughn's prior claim to this range. Opening his mouth, Vaughn let out a soft growl and stretched his powerful feline body. His lethally sharp canines gleamed in the moonlight, but tonight he wasn't out to hunt and capture prey, to deliver merciful death with a single crushing bite. Tonight he wanted to run. His loping gait could cover vast distances, and usually he preferred to run deep into the forests that sprawled over most of California, but today he found himself heading toward the populated lake city of Tahoe. It wasn't hard to walk among the humans and sigh, even in his cat form. He wasn't a sentinel for show. 
He could infiltrate even the most well-guarded of citadels without giving himself away. However, this time he didn't actually enter the city proper, drawn to something unexpected on the fringe of it. Set back only a few meters from the dark green spread of the forest, the small compound was protected by electrified fences and motion sensor cameras, among other things. The house within was hidden behind several layers of vegetation and possibly another fence, but he knew it lay inside. What surprised him was that he smelled the metallic stink of the sigh around the entire compound. Interesting. The Psy preferred to live surrounded by skyscrapers and city, each adult in his or her own personal box. Yet deep within that compound was a Psy, and whoever that person was, he or she was being protected by others of their kind. Rarely did a non-council Psy qualify for such a privilege. Curiosity aroused, he prowled around the entire perimeter, out of range of the...